know. I mean, I've got a bunch of news. Um, like one that came out today was quite a good one, uh-huh. which is uh, Disturbed are, are still determined to ruin absolutely fucking everything they can. <laughs> <laughs> Hey up and welcome to the Temple of Blair episode. Is it twelve now? Fuck now. We stopped counting. I've stopped counting. Welcome <laughs> to the Temple of Blair. Uh, it's, it's a weekly metal news roundup podcast and another load of other shit which we dive into. And it's been a fucking mad week for me because I've been doing interviews left, right, and centre for the road on the project. But anyway, with me as always is my co-host Raw. Right. Hey up. Hey up. Ah, Jim. But we are also joined by a special guest this week. Oh, there's some sneak in. Some sneak in, the first live guest we have ever had. And I will do my um, Jeffrey Chaucer in, uh, fuck, what's that film called now? The fucking, oh, God, what's it called? With with Heath Ledger, the jousting one. Night's Uh, Tale. Night's Tale. Night's Tale, intro. So it's, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I will introduce my guest. He is a music journalist, a karate man. And former owner of a gorgeous rack it is my good friend, Mr. Johnny Burks. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the rack isn't here anymore. But <laughs> no, the rest I, of me though. <laughs> I, I think I think the world needed to know that you were the former owner of a gorgeous rack and part of the perfect woman. So there we go. No, but no, not anymore. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not bad. It's been it's been a week. Good. We're still going. <laughs> What's been kicking off? Anyth- anything substantial, or has it just been one of those one of those where you don't have time to sit down? Um, I think it's always one of those weeks where you don't have time to sit down. It's been uh, some interesting music coming out there, so I've been picking Ooh. up some bits of that in so, my career as a semi-unprofessional journalist. That is the sort of journalist we like, semi-unprofessional <laughs> journalist. Uh, Raw, what's been going on with you, man? Uh, what has been going on with me? Uh, I have just been cleaning out a drawer of all my old fancy dress shit that I can't fit into or shows off my uh, nether regions far, far too much, so I'm not allowed to wear it. And I've been watching a video of an angry Australian talking about how shit the battle tactics are in the live-action version of Mulan. Fair enough. (laughs) That sounds exactly what your week would be like as well. (laughs) All whilst eating out-of-date yoghurt, so, you know, no one's I've um I broke the record for the quickest um new member of Facebook to get banned from Facebook in five minutes. I managed to join <laughs> Facebook and get banned. All right, I, 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 I just in, I insisted on news because I didn't because I'm I've been out of the game with Facebook for a number of years and I thought I need to make a Facebook profile for the podcast because it's come to my attention that it is limiting interview opportunities. It turns yeah, out yeah, yeah. Um, it's been expressly told to me that it's a kind of weird thing to. No, <laughs> just on, only no no only be on Twitter and LinkedIn. It becomes like <laughs> of the interest of West Yorkshire Police that I keep asking people on LinkedIn for interviews. So because um, I've been out of the loop with Facebook, I didn't know that you have to be a you have to have like a profile for a human being, like a human being profile. So I start, I just made one for uh, a gentleman named Temple Blair. <laughs> and they cottoned on that that wasn't a real name and then they blocked me which i imagine is the practice of most fraudsters to put like a fake profile in yes so um yeah it didn't occur to me that you do one as a person and then you make a page for the podcast 
So yeah. I, I got banned within five minutes, which I uh, thought was quite impressive. Well, it's it's a good job we have a semi-professional music journalist to enlighten us on these things. So there we I go. I mean, it's a semi-unprofessional journalist. Sorry, <laughs> I, I, I went wrong there, and uh, this will not be the first time I go wrong or go back on something I believe in in this um, podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I usually form a very solid opinion and then I go back on it five minutes later after some other evidence comes in. True well, centrist. Like uh, yeah. <laughs> True centrist. So like your opinion of Ghost, wasn't it? That was that was what it you was went back exactly on. Exactly like my opinion of Ghost, where exactly that was that was a bit entrenched until like I had square armor at the right time, wasn't it? And I like, I'm fucking love Ghost. Ghost are fucking amazing. <laughs> Hang on. So as an arc to this, did you not did you not like Ghost at the start? Oh no no when when yeah I I used to hate Ghost at the start. Oh pointless fucking disco pussy ass shit was the fucking point of it. And then I just heard the intro to Square Hammer and went, my god, this is amazing. I I, lo- I love this. And then yeah, I've seen them twice now. I imagine at the start though, you you saw them do you saw them doing their thing and you thought they're not fucking cult enough. Pretty much, mate. Pretty much, mate. Yeah. I saw the cops. I saw the cops this pair. Went, what is this? What is this fucking gimmick? And then it turns out they're really good. A Trebian. Yeah, they are. Uh, what is it? Uh, Prickwell is one of my favourite albums of 2018, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah I've cool. still not, like, I've seen them do too many support slots now. I feel like I've I've kind of experienced what I can experience from Ghost. Yeah, I've seen them, at, seen them at Bloodstock headlining, which was fucking awesome, and then doing their own shit at um, First Direct, which was really mm. good. I saw them supporting Alice in Chains. That was a weird one. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway, Johnny, tell us about Uberox. That's that's the publication yes. for which you profess to be a semi-professional. At. Yes, that and, is the one. Yeah, and that might yeah, not so want to be associated with this podcast after this episode. But anyway, we're doing that. I mean, yeah, that is true. I mean, I haven't actually spoken to um, Monk or Justin about this, but never mind. We'll be fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. mate, you don't want to annoy him. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, so Uberox is uh, an independent. Uh, music website, all the journalists, as it were, um, are volunteers, which probably gives us a slightly unique angle in, in that it means we can be as honest as we want, really. So we could call bands out for being shit when they are shit instead of mm. being paid off to <laughs> give them good reviews. <clears throat> which is Does that fun. actually happen, though? Is that, isn't that like a thing of the past these days, especially with like as close as you can get to guerrilla journalism like shit podcasts like this, you can't really buy anyone's favour anymore, I would have thought. Um, well, that's not the impression that I've got, but I think there's certainly certain websites that will quite happily take payments to give good reviews. And there's been occasions where um, guys that we've worked with have been offered them but not taken them. We oh. can just be up front and say, well, nah, this was, this was shit actually. Maybe you should listen to listen to our words and uh, do something better next time. Yeah. <laughs> Room for improvement. Yeah, Johnny, yeah. wasn't there a recent review where you just basically used the word shit? <laughs> I mean, there was definitely a few that I wanted to do that. <laughs> um, I do have to write something that does resemble the English language after a while. Um, there was there was that African band that I did write in my review that I pissed myself laughing when they were playing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which was a was it a band called PMMA from Botswana? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, are they are they like the Botswana Botswana leather dudes? Uh, no, like, this is a different Botswana. Ah, I had a compilation album of bands right. from Botswana. Yeah, um, yeah, they did the song "Imprisoned to Death" and just 
like if I challenge you to listen to it at some point and, and not piss yourself laughing. We will, we will <laughs> because it's, we'll take that challenge. Yeah, the, PMMA. They're trying hard. PMMA, yeah. Got it. In. <laughs> In. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking brilliant. No, awesome. Uber Rock, um, Uber Dash Rock dot co dot UK. That's the one. It's the thing. Awesome. Should we should we jump into some news? Or we ta- we have a thing where we sort of jump into silliest or best or whatever band which you want to highlight at the start. And I've got one. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. It, it just sort of wins for most inventive and kind of catching album cover. Uh, and if you're if you're at your laptops, you might want to take yeah. the opportunity to get onto uh, Bandcamp for this one. So the the band's called Omega Vortex, which is spelled yeah. as it sounds. It's all one word, but the album's called Black Abomination Spawn. Oh, and it is, yeah, it's just fucking. It's really striking and really fucking good. And I'm just like, it's it's kind of like it's pretty blacky in terms of like it's a black metal band. It seems it's an Irish black metal band, but Wait, man, I mean, it's not. One. Well, you're full of shit. I'll drop a link into the chat. Then, <laughs> they're, they're called the Mega Vortex, all one word, and they said they're from Germany. Blackest death from Germany. Oh, you can even see the image there as well. It's just super cool. I fucking love it. And black metal is not like, yeah, it's it's not my, it's not like true cult black metal. It isn't really my thing. But this sounds like I'm keep getting drawn back to it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's it's like Cthulhu, but with a bit of 3D shit in there and all, and all black and white. And from Dublin Island. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's uh, it's adjacent to Grimfrost. It's like mm-hmm. Grim Space. <laughs> <laughs> In space, yeah. no one can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um, so I just wanted to call that out as this uh, prior right. to news. What, what, give us some news, Rod. Just fucking go um, I'll, I'll give you some news that you probably know already, Jim. I'm probably stealing the news, but I thought I'd just want That's to fine. make you happy on this podcast. Chimera reforming. Hang about. Wait, no. No, no, no. Isn't yeah. it? There were rumours of them reforming. Oh, oh, according to my sources, Jim, it's fucking true. You very good. I can, yes. I can chip your tooth at another gig then, can't yes, I? Can. Oh, dude, I've got one that's pretty much on its way out. So feel free to take a fucking swing at me, man. Dude. Sweet man, <laughs> that's good. I know um, Mark Hunter started the Twitch game. Um, and he's, <laughs> you the Twitch game. <laughs> the Twitch game. Well, no, he fucking has, man. But he's. The thing that you with this pandemic and stuff is people are like really taken to it in terms of from a creator point of view. It's been quite compelling to see these out of work metalcore uh, former band members take to a schedule <laughs> and, and just reminisce about all those times. And it, it's it somehow it's quite engaging um, listening to them talk about you know just metal and, and just basically banging on about times gone past. Back when I were a new metaler. And everything yeah. around it world when trousers were on his asses. Well, that's good because they did a reunion show, I think, a year ago or something like that. Um, yeah, no, that's good. I didn't know yeah. that. You didn't nick that from me, mate. Well done. Wow, I thought you'd have been all up on Chimera news because. No, I didn't. I, I checked Blabbermouth like literally like, two yeah. hours ago. So is this hot off the press or? Uh, three days. All right, fair enough. Three days. Fair enough. <clears throat> Johnny, what's your take on Chimera? You know what? I. Never really given them the time of day. Oh, really they're a good bunch to get your but... teeth knocked out to. <laughs> what, like Goat Whore? Exactly like Goat Whore. That I think, Johnny, I actually think that was the same tooth that Jim knocked out and it was that filling. No, <laughs> it might, I don't know. 
But yeah, go are a good band to wear break fingers to lose your teeth and get punched in the kidneys. <laughs> Aye, fair enough. Yeah. I've got one, um, a new copy, Clarny. Ah, that was my second news item as well. Did you see the video, though? Did, oh, wait, hang on, wait. Uh, Johnny, Raw's got this tendency to come in, storming <laughs> into the fucking news section, completely armed <laughs> to the teeth with, like, new music, great new music, and then I'll be like, oh, yeah, what does it sound like then, mate? And he's like, I don't know, I didn't listen to it. <laughs> I, just, I just got the news ten minutes before coming on, went, oh, shit, I need some news. Went, oh, this band of vaguely likes released a new song, what's it like? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> Did you, did you watch the video to the um, the new single? The Copper Clanny single? Uh, Jaila. There was, tell you what, mate, the trees were sparser than I thought they'd be. Oh. Oh. See, I think Copper Clanny peaked with the video for Man With A Plan. Mm. <laughs> that was a fantastic video. Where it's one. just the cartoon dude drinking and then sleepwalking with his head back and just running across a cartoon wilderness for three minutes. The thing is, like, as... as the aesthetic, I really sort of really liked, like the Tales of the Wilderness, like proper folk metal when folk metal yeah, was sort yeah. of in, not like it was still on the fringes. But now yeah. they're sort of adopted like a weird sort of traveler gypsy vibe, but they're still yeah. creating quite, you know, pretty tidy, tidy ass jams. Yeah. It's harder to it's harder to get behind the uh, the, yeah. like, the top hat and right. can suit uh, yeah. shtick. I had, a, I had a Sigwe copy when they were still drunk and smoking back in, oh shit, back in... 2007? 2007, something like that. Was I at that one? Because I kept bumming the, the singer's fags and he eventually started getting pissed off for me. I'm, yeah. pretty, sure I, I'm pretty sure I dropped his uh, lighter down the fucking drain outside Leeds yeah. um, Rios as well. It was Leeds Rios, wasn't it? Yeah, I was, I was there with um, that person I was going out with at the time. I don't remember you being there. Was I fucking twatted? I think you might have been fucking twatted. I, I remember, I remember being, being there with Kenny what? and Brock. I remember that. <laughs> oh, well, you were fucking twatted then, weren't you? Yeah. Good times. But anyway, more copper clanny, which means, <clears throat> it means the world's in order. Yeah. But so, Johnny, Johnny, do you have any actual news? Any actual semi-professional, semi-unprofessional music <laughs> journalist news? Um, I don't know. I mean, I've got a bunch of news. Um, like One that came out today was quite a good one. Uh-huh. Which is uh, disturbed uh, are still determined to ruin absolutely fucking everything they can. <laughs> <laughs> By I don't know if you've seen this one, but they're releasing uh, "Down with the Sickness" gin. What? Uh, oh my god, Johnny! Johnny's stolen this week in metal tat from me. <laughs> <laughs> That's his advice. I usually I usually find the metal tat and have a feature called uh, "Metal Tat." So cheers to stealing that, you knob. But anyway, right. down with the sickness. Yeah. Tell us more. Down. Down with the sickness gin. It's a it's a green gin, right. limited to six hundred and sixty six bottles, obviously, um, but also only available in Germany because clearly they feel that the Germans need to be punished. <laughs> oh, I'm having a look at now. Oh, the bo- the bottles, the album cover for the sickness. That's that's all right. I, I kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like that. I'm not on board, and I'm not buying it. And no, it's, I'm it's not 6.6% as well. <laughs> you know what, mate? I, someone needs to tell them that you lose points for trying too hard. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Are we still up for that um, getting all the branded alcohol from metal bands and like just doing like a night where we just review all of them? <laughs> Are we, can we exclude this one out of like... Yeah, um, yeah from, from just on principle. 
Yeah, um, the, I've tried the Motorhead wine, and I think that was the night I nearly died. So, yeah, the Motorhead wine. Uh, I believe it was, yeah, I remember that. It was, wasn't it, yeah. <laughs> it's what Lennon would have wanted. <laughs> it pretty much, yeah, I was thinking it was a... Yeah, yeah. That, that would have been the way to go, wouldn't it? Yeah, never drink a bottle of Motorhead red, red wine to accompany your haggis with and then spend all night on the Guinness, kids. It doesn't end well. Does not. Give us some more news or I'll lay it on me. Um, I'm hoping I'm going to poach this one off of Johnny, but Windrose have a new video out. Everyone's favourite, Dwarven Metal, is one of our associates is called before Heavy Mithril. <laughs> <laughs> what are they called again? Why? Windrose. Windrose, sorry. Yeah, Windrose, yeah. yeah. The, um, they did the... Oh, fuck, what... They did the song... Diggy Diggy Hole. They did the Diggy Diggy Hole cover, and that's what everyone knows them for, but they're actually, like, quite a good folk metal band in their own special way, going, oh, we only sing about dwarves and nothing else. Lord of the Rings, dwarves. And they're all Italian as well, so it's when they're up on stage, you go, all right, I'm waiting for the Scandinavian accent in between songs, and it's Italian. They're like, what the fuck? I wasn't expecting that. But, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Crack on, boys. Go for it. Yeah. 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 Windrose is a power metal ba- uh, band born in Italy in 2009. The band gained notoriety in 2017 with the release of the third album, Stone Him, featuring the single to Erebor. Erebor's <laughs> good, man. Erebor's is, good yeah. Song. <clears throat> no, I just, I just love it when um, there's no, there's no veil. You know what I mean? I love when there's just no veil on these things. <laughs> it's kind of like, we, we think we are dwarves and all of our lyrics are taken from Tolkien. What's your fucking problem? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but let's not forget the uh, the Space Marine shoulder pads that the uh, singer wears. Space shoulder pad that the singer wears, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was significantly smaller than the rest of the band, so it does add to the entire vibe. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, that's good. I'm, actually, I'm making a list of these bands, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, you seen, you seen them live, Johnny? Uh, not yet. And yeah, they were at Bloodstock that year, weren't they? Were they? Yeah. I mean, maybe I did see them live then. Um, yeah. That's it was, possible. A couple of years back, they were one of them bands that I saw by myself because no one who was camping with wanted to see. Was it them and Battle Beast? It might have been them and Battle Beast. Oh, actually. Maybe I did see them. I was absolutely twatted for Battle Beast. Though. It was Thursday, so you would have been. Yes, I would have got off shift been abs- and then been absolutely twatted within like half an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that, but yeah, Windrose were good. I just sound for that one song, like, oh, these are quite good. And then, so, battle. Yeah. Every, single, every single fucking news item is like, are we associated with this in, uh, loosely in any way? Now, nah, I was twatted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what's your opinion on this thing? I don't know. I was drunk at the time, but it was just a different time. <laughs> different times different times right? just different times um, Children of Burdom's sequel band Burdom After Midnight has made their live debut ooh interesting um, playing guess what Children of Burdom songs really I would have never guessed that it's I mean, that's a surprise yeah, I mean, I don't know what to, I don't know what to make of anything because I don't know what the where he legally stands in it. Cause I thought like the former members bought the name. And they did they buy the the songs as well? Did they walk away with all the songs? So how can Alexi Leo get away with it? I don't know. But, but it sounds uh, all right, man. It doesn't sound shit. Like I remember, I remember seeing a lot of um, everything from about two thousand six onwards is just sloppy as fuck. But I think this was actually pretty tight. So mm. I'm a massive Burden fan. Okay, I say I'm a massive Burden fan. I'm a massive pre two thousand six Burden fan. Yeah, 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 definitely, mate. With you on that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
It was like Blood Drunk was a bit eh, and then it's all been a bit downhill since there, hasn't it? Well, they moved from like that. They, di- they start out with like a really good sort of neoclassical death vibe. Yeah. Um, really progressive in that way. And then they just went, you know what? We want a bit of chugga, 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 chugga. And then <laughs> that train just didn't fucking stop. <laughs> the chugga, chugga <laughs> train didn't stop. <laughs> yeah, I think they might have just been put on the road a bit too much, so they couldn't really, they didn't have any time to go, well, do you want to do anything a little bit more dynamic? No, 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 chugga, 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 chugga. Go to the press and talk about how depressed you are, then chugga, 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 chugga. Johnny news us. Um, really exciting one. After the massive success of True Survivor, David Hasselhoff is forming a metal band. What? Yes. <laughs> and he's st- maybe started a Kickstarter for the video for the new song as well. Ooh, interesting. So I'm hoping this is also going to end up on the Kung Fury 2 soundtrack because yeah. that would be absolutely perfect then. Yeah, yeah. When's, when's Kung Fury 2 meant to be out? Uh, it's supposed to be early next year, but I don't know if it's still being filmed or not. Yeah, but it's on green screen, isn't it? So you don't actually need physical people in the building. That's true. I mean, you've got to get Arnie to do his cameo somehow, though. Yeah, green screen him. <clears throat> Once he's got out of hospital. Oh, he's in hospital. Oh, yeah, he's art surgery, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, Arnie? Yeah, he's having another art bypass. He's had about 60 by now. Why don't you just fucking do some cardio? Because <laughs> no. No. <laughs> oh, well. Who's, whose news is it? It's you. It's my news. Um, in uh, in sort of hilarious news, I, I, I find this funny because I think this is going to be something that continues for the next five years. Um, Aussie's No More Tours 2 is now back to 2022 instead of 2021. Are Priest still supporting? Are they still like slated to support? Yes, Priest are still on the poster. Good for them. Yeah. Excellent. Because it's now like 52 years of Judas Priest. Yeah, I'm still going to enjoy 50-ish metal years next year, so yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, 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 It don't feel like it's going to get any fucking better. No. But, no, it'll be all right. I, I wouldn't mind parting with a bit of cash to see Ozzy one last time. Oh, for him I, to do it again when he's 80. I, I'm just I'm just worried about he's going to... I don't know if he's going to be Vince Neely. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, because the thing is, though, it's like he's actually come out as saying his checks are actually Parkinson's and not just Ozzy being Ozzy, so... He's this putting it off, going, "Oh, we might get better," but he's not going to get better, and this is this is the fear, I think. Hmm. Hmm. You know what, man? I've said it before. I'll say it again. I don't. I wouldn't mind if he retired from touring tomorrow and just goes, "You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do what I did with this album. I'm just going to bang it out every three months. Um, I'm going to get a different run, round of musicians, different writers. Just throw me in front of a microphone so I can chuck bottles of water at a pretend crowd." <laughs> and then that can be my my bit. Yeah. After every song, I love you, man. And then you know, <laughs> <laughs> I can't drink anymore. <laughs> oh, it's Christmas. Get a miserable bastard. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I, I saw on the reunion tour for Black Sabbath. I'm pretty sure I saw him about two or three times, and every single one, he goes, "I can't drink anymore." Yeah, pretty much. And yeah. Then, then, yeah, called everyone man, and then yeah. That's that's a good gig. I, I think my most joyous moment of that gig was when it was uh, my turn to buy the round when all pints were like seven quid a pop and the bar had shut and I was really happy about that. 
you tight fuck. Yeah, pretty much. It's my birthday. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but then I think I proceeded to, because that's, that's when um, our mate missed his trade home, isn't it? And ended up sleeping on my floor, so I was out with him till about three in the morning. And the only, um, oh, God, I think the only beer they had was like a Magic Rock Cannonball at like fucking five quid a can where we were. Backing oh, <laughs> that down his face. <laughs> So, yeah, once again, uh, I saw a band and was drunk, and uh, yeah, I think I think we've got a problem, guys. Definitely. <laughs> is this, this is going to be like our intervention chat as well. It it? I think it might be. So um, I'm out on news. So you guys fight amongst yourselves for the most interesting. Um, guitar centers going under from that's a US guitar shop. Mm-hmm. Why that's relevant and why that's fun. Um, because if you do play guitar, then you want to be fucking hovering over the auction site, like not like eBay, <laughs> but like the corporate auction sites. Because all like the AV companies in the UK have been going under, so you've been what you have to watch like the auction sites like a hawk because there's like two, three million quid worth of stock going up for auction. And it's like pretty big mixing desks, which are like RRP, you know, mm. fifteen hundred quid are like down to eight hundred, and that's like pretty good. Mm. So if guitar centers going under. Obviously, this is more for Americans than it is for us, but yeah. this could this could be a, an oversaturation in the second-hand market. Woo! Yeah, all you all you five people we can see on the demographics that are in America, that, that tidbit <laughs> for you. <laughs> With nearly 300 stores across the US and one of the top direct sales websites in the industry, Guitar Center has helped people make music for more than 50 years. Uh, <laughs> it has about $1.3 billion in debt. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Row. <laughs> Do you think, though, with this thing like everyone being furloughed, there was people going, oh, I've always wanted to learn a musical instrument. I've got three months off and, you know, buy a fucking guitar. How are they going to pay for it, though? Yeah, I don't know. It's America, though, isn't it? Because, like, America's fucking not quite got as much of a comprehensive scheme as we did at the time. No. So there's far, there's far less money to, to start new hobbies with. No, they, no, they all had that stimulus check, didn't they? Like, uh, what was it? 20 quid. dollars yeah, is that's the American equivalent of a yeah, it's like the American equivalent of a pint and a sausage roll. Yeah, true, but you know, American was founded on the principle of you buy your own goddamn pints and sausage roll. So it's all okay then. They should all be able to afford guitars. Exactly, because they yeah. live in the American goddamn dream. Yeah, so that's going tits up. I do have another one. Um, Go on. Did you guys hear about Sebastian Bach walking out on an interview after the comedian interview and made a gay joke about Rob Halford? No. No. So uh, he, he was talking to this comedian about how, um, how he'd done, done some tours with Rob Halford and Rob Halford was telling him that he never does any vocal warm-ups. Right. And he was like, I, I just don't understand how he could do it. And the comedian was like, well, maybe it was just some gay shit he didn't want to tell you. Like, you know, I just gargled juice before every performance, Sebastian, and they were not to tell you that. And um, he, he fucking just got out and walked off. He was like, that, that's, that's not, not it. I'm, I'm not having this. Um, uh, don't say that about my friend. But that's not the that's not the bit of news. The bit of news is Rob Halford's response the following week. Yeah. <laughs> where he came out, because I love Rob Halford, because he just doesn't give a shit. He doesn't. <laughs> and he just came out with this quote that fucking made me piss myself laughing the other day, which was, well, it's obvious. I, I don't gargle Jesus, swallow it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Good for you, Rob. Good for you, Rob. <laughs> Rob Alpha's been seriously making the fucking rounds in like the um, 
in the you know the rotating obituary section, which is every fucking news site, which is an Uber rock. Yeah. It's just pain, it's just like the endless good, scrolling. Good save. All, all, good save. Thank you. Um, but they're all endless scrolls, and it's just I remember Eddie Van Halen. I remember Eddie Van Halen, and then there's just Rob Alford saying, "Oh, I fancied Paul Diano." <laughs> there was like there's one which was that, and there's there's all there's all sorts. But he's like the common denominator in the last couple of months since lockdown kicked in. He, I think he's just like I think he's got a book out or something. So he's going doing the rounds and. Yeah. Telling some funny stories. Time for Rob Halford's funny stories. Stories. <laughs> <laughs> and his Instagram's great as well because he, it's just him wearing different flamboyant cap t-shirts. <laughs> uh, I definitely no longer fit into mine, so that's uh, that's that's going in the bin in the clear out I'm having. So. Oh no! You should donate it to Pete for baby Pete. Oh, I could do, couldn't I? <laughs> Oh, maybe, maybe I'll see if we can find a space for it. But yeah, I'll, uh, I'll bear that in mind. Mm. Uh, my last one is um, Fans almost got another uh, side project called Scour. Mm. Um, oh, and it's yeah, releasing yeah. an EP called the Black EP, or just Black, and it's just black metal. Nice. But it's just another. It's just another instance where you'll see Phil Anselmo on the touring circuit, and you won't know what he's playing. <laughs> There's just zero context, Philip H. Anselmo. Yeah, but this this might scratch that little itch of that um, Ebion itch where it was just to release that one song on some tape at some point, didn't there? And never never got anywhere. I don't rightly know. Yeah, Everything's so goddamn obscure. Yeah, he had, a, he, had a, he had a black metal band at some point for one project or one song, and then, yeah, so this might, this might scratch my Phil Anselmo doing black metal itch. So yeah, even though I'm not a uh, even though I'm not a big fan of Phil Anselm and the Illegals, I is uh, okay. yeah, uh, I don't know. I've got uh, I've got a milestone for us actually, Raw. Ooh. Apparently on Spotify we've had a hundred starts. A oh, hundred starts. <laughs> How many finishes? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. A hundred starts is fine for me. Yeah. So at least so that's a, on a hundred different separate instances, someone's listened to at least a fraction of a second. Yeah, a fraction of a second. Oh, that's up. Hey, oh, this is Temple of Blair. No, no. I do not want this in my life. Goodbye, sir. <laughs> Quite possibly. Have you got any last bits of news, Johnny? Um. Well, you've got Max Cavalera um, chopped off his massive dreadlock, didn't he? Oh, yeah, I just saw that, yeah. Which I assume was the source of his power. <laughs> so I don't know whether it was just getting too much for him and the, the dread was starting to take over and he just had to get rid of it to retain like a bit of a sense of self again. Yeah, it's part of our Cavalera conspiracy album and the Killer Be Killed album this year, so now he's retiring. <laughs> yeah, from this year like done <laughs> Max Calavera done 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 um, that thing must have weighed his neck down as well like the, yeah. didn't look comfortable what's what we're doing then yeah what's that what's the feature yeah what's, what's the feature the, Johnny come on tell us what's the guest feature oh the guest feature well um, I think this is coming back to my conspiracy that I've come across recently. Well, I think I've developed it myself, to be honest. Ooh. That uh, 
that the time travel is absolutely real and is being ah. evidenced by the sheer amount of bands that are coming out at the moment that sound like they're from about 40 years ago. Cool. And mostly centered around Sweden as well. There's, there's a lot of stuff coming out of Sweden now that you listen to it and you're like, oh, fuck me, this is like well old. And then you look at when they were formed and it was like 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah. I get, I get the bands you're on about, the ones where it's just all fuzz, essentially, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you've got bands like uh, Lycanthropy, who sound like uh, a Swedish mamas and papas. Is <laughs> 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 the only way to describe it. That, that was a band that I reviewed uh, a few months ago, and they were that good that I bought their CD for my mum's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, happy birthday, mum. Here's the CD that I've bought for me. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I was like, oh, this is great. Oh, you know what? My mum would vaguely like this. So, yeah, I bought it for a birthday. <laughs> so we should say that when Zack Sabbath came out with the tribute to um, the Black Sabbath, the first Black Sabbath album, and the entire shtick was they were going to recreate it in the exact same circumstances that Black Sabbath did. Like, I don't think it was the same studio, but it was going to be on tape. It was going to be live. It was going to be all the same gear. So, yeah. It's, and, it's definitely happening. Yeah. Because there's that band that does... What's that band that does that? Rattlesnake, Rattlesnake. What they call, oh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. That's them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That one's... They're no, they aren't fucking retro, though. They're, like, mad experimental. Yeah, but it's still got that same sort of, like, look at us where from the 70s everything's got a bit of fuzz over the top of it, and... Yeah, because then... They tend to theme their albums around certain types of music. So you might have called one which is, like, let's do a nostalgia album. Right, okay. But that, that band, as a band, is like, like a few years ago, they decided, like, all right, this year we're going to put out four full, full length albums. And they yeah. just banged them out every three months, and it was just fucking insane. And then the one after that was a metal album. Yeah, people said was, they did a pretty good thrash album. Yeah, that, that's, it's fucking, it's pretty fucking good. I actually went to see them last year, and it was probably the best gig I went to that year. Mm. It was, yeah, it was just intense. They sounded really fucking good. And they've mm. got two drummers as well, who are perfectly in sync. Oh, nice. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was their <laughs> shtick other than the name. They're Australian as well, so if you want to call that a shtick. Yeah, pretty much. Like, and yeah. both singers don't face the audience, they face each other. Right. That's a shtick, I guess. That's that's a definite shtick, and I think this I think this plays into the sort of like 70s thing, or like late 60s even, where like the avant-garde sort of like hippie bands who had too much acid and they did weird shit like that and called it performance art rather than a gig. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is possibly the time travel. So, Johnny, what what other evidence do you have? As you know, and have you made a PowerPoint on this? Ah, <laughs> uh, no one told me I was supposed to make a PowerPoint. <laughs> oh, you should have known. I, I did a different PowerPoint today. Ah, oh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think it's it's pretty clear. I mean, it's, it's definitely spreading as well. They, yeah, you've got it in the UK with bands like Church of the Cosmic Skull. Yeah, who are absolutely retro psychedelia, um, and. But back to the Swedish ones, though, I think Hallas as well. You come across them. The uh, self-styled adventure rock. No. Adventure rock? I'm pretty adventure sure they were rock. adventure rock. Yeah, that's uh, Hallas with a... umlauts on each of the A, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> in a world with windrows, do you need adventure rock? <laughs> no, you do No, no, no. Need no. Adventure rock's what you get into first, and then you get into your questing metal. <laughs> questing metal <laughs> and then and you end up in you. like action adventure rock and roll after that yes then you end up in action adventure <laughs> rock and roll quest thrash 
But yes, but if you if you if you get too far into your questing metal, you will end up on a power quest. Oh yes, you do. Uh, yes, you do. Yes. Rhapsody of Fire do household admin tasks on a side quest metal album. Yes. <laughs> Herman Lee's going to pick this up and write it, isn't he? Probably. So. Yeah. It'll be another 10 minute Twitch song, won't it? Yeah, exactly. He's been banned from Twitch today. Has he? <laughs> Why was that not what new? For? <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know um, what for. I think that's why I didn't bother picking it up as news because it, it wasn't clear to me what, what had gone on. I think it was like hot off the press at the time. And then I didn't want to end up in a situation like I am now where I've got to try and explain something which I don't know anything about. <laughs> I, am, I am using my. Um, Oh, right. I mean, so it's fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll save you by uh, talking about the, the last Twitch stream he did, which was where he was playing Among Us with a bunch of other um, musicians, including uh, mine and Dave's favourite man to hate, Mr. Pelike. Ah, oh, Pelike and his damn, damn fine cheekbones. Who got killed off first, which I thought was brilliant. Wow. Sorry to anyone who hasn't watched that yet. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, yeah, I'm just on the uh, Twitch. I'm on the thing. First thing that pops up, uh, yeah, uh, is Twitch account banned with the reason still unknown? Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Twitch, Twitch partner Herman Lee has been banned. D- DMCA strikes. Oh right, that's so he's playing his own music, uh, and then someone's not been happy about it. Yeah, right. Okay. So that's coming back to the Facebook thing you were on about a couple of couple of weeks back, wasn't it? About the legality of people going. Yeah, kind of play this. Yeah, One of the things I've been live streamed, not it? I've been asking this when I've been doing these Roadrunner questions. A lot of the bands who were formerly on Roadrunner don't have all their stuff on Spotify, or they have it sporadically, which is making me wonder. Well, who has the rights? Is it because Roadrunner have them in, perpet- in perpetuity normally? Um, but sometimes some of them are on Spotify, some of them out on Spotify. So I was wondering, right? Well, what's the crack? Usually, nothing's on Spotify because it would. I think the label would stand to make more money by having one person buy a 10 quid CD than a hundred people stream that album. So they'd withdraw it. But at the same time, some of the bands just these days like in the two thousands go, Oh, fuck that. I'll just put it on and no one's taking it down. So you've got all these DCMA um, rules coming in and not being implemented. So it's quite interesting to me that Herman Lee would be knocked on the head on that basis. Cause he's fail in terms of, I don't know like the, the landscape of, of Twitch musicians, but I know Herman Lee gets about between five and ten thousand when he's mm. when he's doing a, a show. Yeah, yeah. So it's not negligible amounts of people watching him. No. It it was it was being a cheeky bastard because uh, it was going like, Okay guys, look, we've got Sabaton on and someone's advertised it on the front page. So when we got the front page we've got to stop saying fucking shit and bugger and all this sort of stuff and stop talking about crazy shit. We gotta be sensible and professional and shit. <laughs> so that made me that made me chuckle. Well dude, it's the same dynamic as this podcast because I wanted this pod the, all the video stuff from this podcast to go on Pornhub. Because it's a <laughs> because at the end of the day it's like YouTube, everything. I'm a, an avid consumer of YouTube content, and every three months, there's like always like this sort of like groundswell of YouTube are fucking up and they're not making things good for creators and blah 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 blah. And I'm thinking, well, this feels like an unsustainable platform and service. Why don't we just put it on Pornhub? Because at the end of the day, if all I want to do is talk about metal and stupid topics apart on, on metal, I'd rather there were adults there than kids. I'd rather there were adults. Hey, makes sense. 
Oh yeah, Jim, because everyone that clicks I am over 18 is an adult. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. And I bet you any money, if you were to like take the entire business structure and create a model from YouTube and Pornhub, I bet Pornhub has, has a more progressive and more sustainable platform. <laughs> I just want to bring the people in Gianna Michaels closer together, Rob. <laughs> people in Gianna Michaels. <laughs> uh-huh. But what does this have to do with 70s metal making a comeback? I was going <laughs> to loop back around and I'd say, well, is this is it problematic that we're just getting a rehash of diff, of, of older styles? I don't know. I mean, it, is it problematic because we're just running out of ideas now? Have we exhausted the... Uh, the metal bucket, as it were, we scraped it <laughs> lots of times, like yeah, with Glory Hammer or yeah. other bands. Yeah. <laughs> we keep we keep scraping that bucket. We've picked up the bucket. We scraped underneath it to get some real shite out there. And now we've gone. Ah, oh, fuck! What are we doing now? We might as well. Oh, we just port some of these bands out of the seventies that never made it. <laughs> we'll, just, uh, we'll sneak them into the music scene and, and make out that they are actually genuine, like millennial type people, and absolutely not time travellers. <laughs> well i think then that it's the next year few years that make it sort of remain to be seen right so it's like it could be that of all the legacy artists and stuff that we know from the 70s only like the good ones made it through mm-hmm. so it could be that the shit ones have come forward in time to have another bash at it exactly because they, ride the nostalgia wave ride the yeah. nostalgia wave because you know back then like creme brulee and like we're way ahead of their time or something, so they're, so they're coming. They've come to the 2020s to to show us what's what. To tell us it's a shit business. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is, Jim, that the the sort of nostalgia waves rolling back because we've got this big 80s revival that's been here for a good long while, aren't it? Mm. And now, Johnny, so you're saying it's slowly ticking back to the 70s, which no one really remembers for much other than the the music ish, and even yeah. then. Not a no. No one goes. Oh, do you remember the seventies? You know, no one's. There's not. Yeah, that's because no one in the seventies will remember the seventies. <laughs> thought that was the sixties. Well, that as well. To be fair, mm. part of like the appeal of those sort of cultural artifacts, though, was the um, kind of the perceived lifestyle behind it. Yeah, you know what I mean, and that's not possible anymore, really. You can't really have an orgy without anyone thinking about it. Think of fucking Apple Knockers Flophouse, um, Raw. Yes, yes. Apple Knockers Flophouse. You'll yeah. never have that these days. No, there wasn't. That was uh, if if you've got more than two seconds into the history of Roadrunner, that was a early Roadrunner label signing where it was some weird Dutch band recorded in a village hall, and there was strippers there, and it's the front covers just all these proper seventies tash blocks just stood around looking at tits, going, "This is amazing." <laughs> Uh-huh. Not Roadrunner. It was the guy who owns Roadrunner in Sorry, on a previous engagement. Case, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good on case. But um, yeah, here's, here's one for you. If we're talking about the seventies, why is it in every SWAT team in films there's someone with a seventies tash? Um, they have to convey <laughs> someone to have authority. <laughs> but it's never the captain. The captains are always very clean shaven. There's a megaphone. There's always one dude there with his seventies tash just knocking about. It's always like your sergeant type dude, though, isn't it? Who's actually in control. Yeah. Ah, so it's conveying authority then, right. So does, does, is, is the captain guy, he's clean shaven, but does he have a neck? No, they usually have pretty big necks, don't they? So, they're just so he's, the, he, he's yeah. the experienced one, and Tash is authority. 
Ah. I think. Interesting. Also on this thing, where does this... <laughs> Where does this leave Twin Temple? Where's where does this leave Satanic Doo-Wop? And now I'm going back to the fifties time travel thing. Oof, Satanic Doo-Wop. Yes. Is that up there with like the Diablo Swing Orchestra as well? It is better than Diablo Swing Orchestra. Right? Go check out that there. Yeah. Go go and check out Twin Temple, the romance. It's 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 like Amy Winehouse, but if she worshipped Satan. <laughs> It is the, the woman's like in Twin Temple. She's got the big beehive and everything. Her voice is immense, and yeah. uh, the did you like doing this like little gig where everyone's sort of, like swinging and dancing, going show up, do up, and uh, there's a satanic ritual all the way through it as well. Yeah, Jesus, yeah, people being oh, anointed with oh. blood and all this. So yeah, it was uh, it was good. I think the advantage of having like the nostalgia acts these days is you can take the the. Uh, the steps that were taken in the 70s and going, right, okay, well, what didn't they innovate on? And then sort of work from there. And that's where you get your fresh ideas. But I guess the, the retracing old ground yeah. feels sort of redundant in 2020. But yeah. maybe it's a means to an end. But would you say, Johnny, there is much innovation in it? Or is it just people going, oh, let's bring this back because no one these days listens to this sort of thing? Well, I, I suppose it can be a bit, bit of both. I mean, you look at Church of the Cosmic Skull, they, music-wise, is, there isn't a huge amount of innovation there, but certainly in their, their style and their sort of um, whole aura, and they sort of brand themselves as a cult and, and things like that. that. I suppose that's fairly innovative, and it works pretty well. But yeah. sort of take bands like Dead Lord, who just sound like Thin Lizzy, who've just travelled back in time, or forward in time and changed their name. Yeah. I mean... The thing is, when Airborne came out in where, uh, 2007, yeah. that's when ACDC were all, all but dead. And everyone, that's why they were so popular, because it was like, shit, finally, we've got someone to fill that gap. And then ACDC came back a year later with the Black Ice, and it was like, oh, these guys are just an ACDC <laughs> ripoff. So, oh, yeah. you know, it depends on what you say. Like Greta Van Fleet, they're like, oh, it's Led Zeppelin, oh, it's just Led yeah. Zeppelin. And then the rest of the world goes, yeah, we wanted more Led Zeppelin. But we already had Wolfmother. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> were they too early? Were Wolf Mother like the scouts that sent there in like you know ten years <laughs> to go? Oh, we'll go, we'll plant the seeds and we'll, oh, it's not viable yet, lads. Just hang back and now they've gone. Whoop, whoop, here we go. If, if your spectrum of like, Australia, didn't they? I don't know. Interesting. If, if you had the spectrum of 70s rock, left is, um, I won't use left and right, one side is Led Zeppelin and one side Sabbath. I think Wolf Mother were kind of like way down the middle, whereas Greta Van Vliet is very much leaning on the Zeppelin side. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Wolf Mother did scratch an itch, though. I haven't listened to anything recent. No, I did. I think I've touched them for, for years. No. Uh. Okay. I think they're one of those bands where the last you hear of them is, all right, Wolf Mother change their lineup entirely except for the singer, and you're like, oh, okay. Is this really Wolf Mother? Do I, yeah, I mean, like, it's not even is it really Wolf Mother, but that in itself tends to kill their press cycle, and you don't really get any exposure to them anymore. Uh, what, right, is 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 going back a bit because uh, I can't really remember what the sound like, but I think they did, but. And you will know us by the Trail of the Dead. Were they were they seventies ish? Who's this? 
band called and you will know us by the trail of the dead because i remember not liking them at the time and it, and as a teenager i don't think some 70s revival stuff would but it's just bringing this itch of like going that sounds vaguely 70s and ooh. i've never heard them no <laughs> i'm out on that one oh, yeah man. Okay. well i'm just looking at this stuff of um looking at ultimate guitar list of uh top 10 bands that lead the retro rock revival mu- movement and they've got ghost in there I mean, that's fair, I suppose. I mean, I, yeah. I've always referred to them as the Satanic Beatles to people who've never listened to them. Yeah, true. Mm. True. Ah. Who else is on there? Uh, it's got Elder, who I've heard of. They've, yep. they've knocked around at a couple of gigs. Uh, uh, Unclassed and the Deadbeats. Yep. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All Them Witches. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and a band called Graveyard, which is far too cool a name for a 70s revival band. I really expected an ultimate guitar list to be shat on, but we all just sort of like went, yep. Yep. (laughs) I I am cherry-picking the ones that I've heard of, which probably means you've got rival sons as well. Oh, they're fucking great. They're really yeah. great. I thought I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't peg them as a particular band though. You know, like how we've said yeah. Wolf and other great band fleet. They're they I'd call them a unique sort of like retro sound. Yeah. I don't feel it was done before. Yeah. Yeah. This, okay. Yeah. I'm just trying to remember what rival songs actually sound like from the little snippets of Planet Rock I've been listening to. <laughs> 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 so I will comment on this band I've never heard of. Oh wait a minute, that's my job. It is kind of a blend of everything. I can't, I couldn't pin it down to one thing. But I definitely couldn't. I definitely would pin it to sort of like late sixties, seventies. Okay. okay. With a punt, good summer band. Good summer band, right? Well, but the thing is, though, do we support this movement or do we try and throw them back to whatever time vortex they came from as a blight on the land? <laughs> Um, more metal's more metal, isn't it? Yeah, true. Yeah, but then, true. if if it's seventies, is it actually metal properly? Because I don't know. I think like to then. play. I think there needs to be a, a there needs to be a balance struck. I think there needs to be a group of seventy-year-olds who haven't met each other before who meet in a pub this year and decide should we go for a jam, and then they end up being the biggest metal band in the world. <laughs> I think that needs to be like the counterbalance to this and then everything is right with the world and this wouldn't be a contentious issue in the slightest. <laughs> so you need like, some granddad rock. Granddad you, need, rock. you need some granddad rock which was like which was born of, of last week. You need C6 Steve, like you need five C6 Steves to sort of like just rock up and go, oh yeah, I remember Black Sabbath. When it like this and they come up with the, like the most fucking dad rock in, in 2020. Five like Steve's with one guitar between them. Yeah, that's how we roll. <laughs> Seventy-year-old invent metalcore without context. There you go. That's what I want. <laughs> I can definitely get behind that. Yeah. Oh. It'd be like the um, Russian grandmas from Eurovision. Yes, it would. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the best party songs of all time. That. Oh, my dad. Oh, my <laughs> One of the things um, in my reading has been uh, all these all these old early eighties bands, like um, especially all your new wave of British heavy metal bands. All of their sort of time active timestamps are always like oh nineteen seventy nine to nineteen eighty five. Then they did reunion gig in nineteen ninety five, and then they reunited in twenty seventeen. 
and that's like a common theme across all these old bands so i think all of the old boys are just like yeah we had a good run in the early 80s let's just keep fucking going around the pubs yeah hang up a minute this yeah. this this reminds me of something that i've that i've seen recently just let me just let me confirm my uh uh delusions here uh as a as i want to do if we can get to the right page on my news website and where's 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 them albums where's the albums are where is that and this is me now sounding like a granddad trying to work the internet. Yeah, yeah. So, like, this this month, Deep Purple have released a new album. And Blue Oyster right. Cult have released a new album as well. I wonder what their lineup is. Is it going to be, like, one, the bassist is the original member? I have no goddamn idea right now. I think but, Deep yeah, Purple I, is difficult, though, isn't it? Because they have, they've, their lineup is, like, tracked through sequels. There's, like, Deep Purple 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's like the rock family tree, pretty much. Most a lot, there's quite a few bands in the seventies just root their way back to Deep Purple, then they. Yeah. Yeah. Who else got a new album that was just fucking? Uh, ACDC has yes. got stuff out. Of course, of course it is. Yeah. So that's so that's three seventies bands that are still still dicking about, aren't they? And yeah. But those bands are institutions. They're not really bands in the same sense of, as any of the other bands which John's referring yeah. to. Yeah. They shat lightning for five years, became institutions, and therefore they could have toured on for the rest of their lives on the strength of that those five years. Yeah. Yeah, they're like a brand now, aren't they, more than a more than the band in some senses. Yeah, yeah. They're an artifact of that particular sound. Um, I mean, well, I'd be quite interested to hear like new Blue Oyster Cult. You know what I mean? Because I bet Deep Purple sound roughly somewhat approximating 70s Purple. We know ACDC sounds exactly the same as it has done for the last 40 fucking years. <laughs> they just don't change. It's brilliant. <laughs> but then again, like, who are these guys playing to? Right, so you've got ACDC who are ubiquitous and have, and everyone loves them. You've got, and then you've got Deep Purple and Blue Oyster Cult who, they're not bringing in the new crowd, Yeah. But yeah. we know people, like like when we used to go to the pub in Halifax Raw, yeah. if you put on War Pigs by Sabbath, but it was sung by Dio because there were some live versions on the jukebox, yeah, if you put yeah. it on, half the pub would empty because there were some people who just fucking hated that version. So you've got <laughs> that those people who are like, you know what, I've got 10 quid, and I fucking love Deep Purple, so I'm going to go and see Deep Purple, or <clears> you know, yeah. an ex-member of Deep Purple's fucking acoustic project. Yeah. That's, the, that's the crowd those those particular legacy bands are after, aren't they? Yeah. True, true, but like it's saying here, it's saying this is Blue Oyster Cult's first album in 20 years. Did they really need to release it? No, but, you know, they're going to oh, fuck it, wherever, because they were just touring before then, so... <clears throat> but when have they toured? When have you seen Blue Oyster Cult on a tour poster? Um, oh, man, it was actually... Last time I, I noticed it was, I think it was like 2005, they were playing the <laughs> Home Firth Hippo, um, Hippodrome, is it? Home Firth as an Hippodrome. <laughs> I think it's called the Hippodrome. Okay. Or is it the or is it the picture picture dome or something? It's something dome. I don't know if it's ironically named or not. Homeforth Hippodrome, my God. Picture dome, Homeforth music venue, but it's yeah. So I'm intrigued now. So yeah, they do make the rounds, but again, my, the distinction I'm trying to make is between a band that's an institution and a and an up and coming band who just has like a, a retro sound. Yeah. You know what I mean. I don't think there's anything wrong with a retro sound because there's there's so many at this point in time on, on any one of those bands it could go anyway, and more importantly it could go away where the previous or the predecessors of that sound didn't go. 
Mm. Like Dylan went, Dylan went electric. What if he went fucking deep into Mongolian throat singing? Oh, that by way of shit analogy. That'd be painful. It would suit his voice, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be, I'd, I'd, I'd watch Bob Dylan and the Who, the Mongolian Who, not the English Who. That I always have to bloody say. Yeah. See, that's what that's. I'm, I'm all for retro acts for the sake of retro acts and saturating the market with more metal. <laughs> all right, so we so we yeah. fully support this seventies uh seventies movement. Then is that what we're saying? Yeah, uh, I'm pretty happy. All right, cool, cool. That's a, that sounds like a good place to end that there. So, uh, are we are we going to end it like we like we normally end it, Jim, with the uh, feature known as "What the fuck have you been playing at?" So, Johnny, this is. This is the ending where it's just like, what what have you been doing that's entertaining in the uh, in the past week? Right. Okay. So video games, films, books, whatever. Oof. <laughs> um, <laughs> I clearly did boring life at the moment. Um, I suppose I'm just going to use this for another pitch at one of my reviews that's coming up <laughs> instead. So this week I picked up. An album which is something that you will absolutely fucking love, Dave. This is this is a right right up your street. There, it's a band called Belarus Beaver. Oh god, yeah, I haven't checked this out yet. You've sent me the song, but yeah, yeah. So, who are a safe self-styled beaver grind band. <laughs> <laughs> and they're releasing their second album, which is you know another twenty-minute album, twelve tracks oh, of beaver grind. Beaver grinds, just all songs about beavers. Um, <laughs> There's, there's tracks like Beavers Killed Jesus. Um, I think there's God Created Beavers and Now We're All Fucked. <laughs> and other such jovial songs about beavers. That's nonsense. Nonsense. I suppose. I, want, I do want to ask you, Johnny, what are, you, what are your recent conquests and what are your recent activities with Uber Rock? Uh, I suppose the biggest thing for... For on a personal level recently would be uh, I managed to bag an interview with Britney Slays from Unleash the Archers. Oh, yeah, you did, right. You? What do you make so, of Unleash the Archers? I, I fucking love them. I, I know there's quite a few people who dig the music but just can't hack Britney's voice, which is fair, but I, I obviously don't agree. I think, I think she's fantastic. I'm, I'm on the fence about Unleash the Archers. Um, I am a little bit as well. Yeah. What, what's your reasoning, Ro? I don't know. It's like I see. It's one of them where it's like I see what they're doing. I appreciate what they're doing, but I think people have just done it better. Yeah, it just doesn't move me in any way. It doesn't compel me to be excited about it. Not in a mean way. It's just not my mm-hmm. cup of tea. But there's a lot of people That's that really it. fucking really like it and are like using it as a gateway into like other sort of folks and yeah, stuff. It's so which is true. Yeah. Um, what was it? I watched, I watched one of their videos the other week, and it was a bit. It was a bit. Ugh. It was. Is that where they're in the warehouse, and then they're going to a really badly animated computer space portal to fight some demon thing? Yeah, that was the first track off the new album, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, the 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 running. Abyss. Yeah, abyss. Yeah, I liked. I liked the running video. That one was pretty cool. Where it's just. Yeah. Where it's just like you know, it's the budget of the video where they've got enough money for some. They've got enough money for effects. They've got enough money for a fucking fake gun. <laughs> they have a running race where if you fall out of the race, you get shot in the head by a mysterious German assassin. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
I suppose the one that would really uh, do it for you, Dave, is the is it the Tonight We Ride video, which is the the Mad Max looking one. Oh well, yeah, done. Yeah, I, I like them like <laughs> Lucy Archers now. So there we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so yeah, like tourists have stand up and fight, but you know, that, yeah. done, done, sorted, right? Yeah, done. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you I'll give you my roster for the next week or so. <clears throat> so yesterday was Hell Ripper. Mm. Um, that's up now. Tomorrow is Gary Leversage, which is a Roadrunner alumni. Um, he, he owned Third Bind Records, which pushed the careers of uh, Frontline Assembly. If you're into that, right? Okay, um, now day after that's Kyle Thomas from X Order and Floodgates, and and my favorite band of 2007, which is not an ex- not it's not ironic in any way. It's my favorite fucking album, Alabama Thunder Pussy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, yeah. Fucking love that band. So um, I'll be asking him all sorts of crazy shit. Then next week we have got Andy Saunders, formerly of Roadrunner UK. Um, yeah. Then I'm asking. I've got a few other things floating about, but it's all ex Roadrunner stuff. The only person who's not associated with Roadrunner is um, Hell Ripper. Yeah, it was just a one man Glaswegian music badass. Is it yeah, man. From it's, it's, I think it's I think it's Aberdeen. All right, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I think it is. Don't, don't come and Aberdeen me for calling you Glaswegian, El Ripper. I'm sorry about Scotland's that. Scotland's other other city, is that? Other other city, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, I'll I'll, I'll buy you a deeper as an apology. There we go, done. Yeah. <laughs> You'd fucking love El Ripper, man. I, I told you you need to uh, get on that ship. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. Uh, also done it. Um. Speaking about uh, Deepers, could you use some of your uh, underworld music journalism sort of connections to get Ron Smallwood to come out with us for a pint, the <laughs> Iron Maiden manager who lives in Huddersfield? Because he's, he's not responding <laughs> <It's not responsive laughs> to my emails, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can see what I can do on that one. <laughs> Probably better off asking the big man on that. <laughs> right, the big man. We'll, we'll see when the big man's allowed out to play again and then we'll... Uh, we'll <laughs> Yeah, are you joining me on any of these fucking interviews, Rob? I'll try, mate. I'll try. You know what? You know what the situation is, and I'll try. Don't you worry about that. I thought you'd be really into the Carl Thomas one. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It sounds it sounds good. But yeah, I'll 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 see what I'm doing, mate. I'll see what I'm doing. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. So, Jim, um, what, the, what the fuck have you been playing at? The, the the about an hour after last week's podcast, and we were talking about heavy metal video games. There was a <laughs> Frostpunk went on sale, and I was like, "That's yeah, that's too much of a coincidence." I didn't get it. I need to get it, and I'm thinking about getting it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But if, in 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 acute reality, I've really just been doing interviews for a fucking week, and right. it's been fucking. I've, I've got. I've honestly, for the first time in about 15 years, I've looked at my hard drive space and gone fucking hell I'm in trouble here <laughs> so I've got like 8 hours of unedited unprocessed either video or audio get rid of all that safe porn up shit you've got I was going to yeah. say yeah, it's the porn that's taking up space yeah definitely <laughs> but yeah no I wasn't doing like any dick swinging by, by listing the roster I'm just I'm just this is me hitting home <laughs> and how right. fucking busy I am doing right. interviews it's an absolute goddamn nightmare I said not a nightmare it's really good but um, it's been really insightful but yeah, no, no, I can imagine, man. Yeah, I mean, it's just been like it, I, most interviews I'm 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 hearing with a lot of these folks like, how did when did you pick up when did you pick up a guitar, mm. and when did you form your first band? And I'm like, right, let's let's talk about the licensing arrangement that you, you agreed with Roadrunner back in 1980 <laughs> fucking seven, and are they sticking to it now? And how the law has changed since then and stuff like that. It's been it's been yeah. really fun. 
Like, like yeah. I said, mate, well, well, I'm I'm thinking about going going completely outfield, and if when I get my shit together, I will see if I can get in touch with that Kurt Oisander guy, the sort of um, San Francisco, California, Bay Air jiu-jitsu teacher who's just a massive <laughs> metalhead. I will just get him on just to chat shit for an hour with him about everything. Dude, no, I want you to get um, Mullet Man. Oh, God, he actually plays Mullet Man. Yeah, that's my mission, isn't it? I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he could come on and go, I've no interest in heavy metal whatsoever. Why am I on So I could do my impression of you, weren't you? That's, that's all we want. You should have cut your hair, Bruce. You're not evil anymore. <laughs> Are you the hemophiliac? You have touched my Saxon album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to, I'm making a commitment now that once I finish the Roadrunner project, that's it for fucking a few months. Yeah. I'm probably, I'm probably just going to work on some music. I'm not actually going to bother doing any of my other silly projects. I'll do the podcast week in, week out, but I won't do like yeah. any, for any specific thing just because like it's, it has grown wildly out of control in a really great way. I couldn't be more happy to like have my pistons firing at this rate, but it yeah. is like mental. Good shit, man. Good shit. That's my way of saying uh, Roadrunner Part Two is delayed. <laughs> 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 It'll be arriving soonish once uh, I get through some more interviews. But I tell you, while while Roadrunner Part Two is 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 delayed, loads of these interviews are just getting fired out on a different sort of basis. Like the whole unedited video um, interviews are just getting launched out. So if you do want to listen to um, fucking uh, Guido Gevels from uh, 80s Belgian Thrash Titans fucking Cycler, and that one's up. <laughs> Next one's Realm. Realm are shit or you need oh, to fucking listen to some Realm. Eighties Belgian eighties thrash thing, yeah, that sounds like a good do one. Dude, I tell you what, man, when I was researching for that interview, there's a um, Red Bull did a documentary called for the oh what is it, Hooks on Belgian Metal. And it's literally an hour of just you know how like German thrash has like they were kind of first of the punch in terms of European thrash and there's mm, you're, yeah. you've heard of all those guys. We had to create a destruction. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's that, but all the Belgian ones. Oh, nice. It's really fucking good. Euro metal spotting can't be bad, can't be bad. Yeah, man. <clears throat> yeah. Also, I've been doing some, on these interviews, I've been doing some tape trading. You know how we said we do yeah. tape trading, like, um, I'd, I'd be literally saying, right, okay, I'm going to give you a band, like a local band that I think deserves more attention. You do the same. And I'm building, like, a quite a, a substantive list of bands I've never heard of. Yeah. Um, are you just promoting Follow on Hope, Jim? <laughs> no, you know what, man? Oh, for, for, no, no, no. It's, it's been dream troll for the for, for the past. Oh yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Be, just because, like, I think with the people I've been speaking to, it was on brand for dream troll because they kind of market themselves as keeping the spirit of new wave of British heavy metal alive. This is true, yeah. Even though I disagree with that, I think they're way more progressive than that. But it's a yeah. good if you're gonna throw at the fucking guitarist for Jaguar, throw dream troll because that's a point of reference. You know that they might be able to jump on with. True. True, yeah. All right, cool, cool. But yeah, that's what I've been fucking playing at. I'm hoping to um, have some time to maybe actually play Frostpunk. That'd be pretty cool. Yes, play Frostpunk. Frostpunk is the most metal video game ever. Yeah, man. As we discussed last week. How about yourself? Uh, I had a culinary revelation on Saturday. I had, on me. I had oh, God. <laughs> what is essentially a breakfast kebab. Yeah. <gasps> right, get this. It's it's naan bread with cream cheese, mango chutney, 
spicy sausage that includes fennel and a fucking egg. <laughs> nice. <laughs> fucking amazing. We went to this posh restaurant where where the woman lives, and yeah, that was. She goes, oh yeah, we're going out for this walk. I'm thinking about going to this place afterwards. I looked through the menu. There was like you know, full English. Half English, vegan, vegetarian, all that other bollocks, fucking poached egg on toast, and then it was fucking spicy sausage and egg naan. I'm like, get in my face. <laughs> my only problem is, I was, I was, because it was like a bit of a posh place. I thought it's gonna come in, it's gonna be a posh place portion, and and it what I could have eaten two of them in like a big sauna. Uh, but yeah, I think I think because of this, I'm now just gonna get fat because every naan I have is gonna just gonna have to have Philadelphia spread all over it now, <laughs> dipped in a madras with some mango chutney on it. I mean, it is the way. It is the way, definitely, definitely. I started keto this week, Rob. Oh God, wait till you go insane. <laughs> oh, I told you about this, didn't I? No, I think I'm through the flu now. Yeah. But the thing is, it's super fucking hard to keep your macros, um, your carb macros under 5%. Everything fucking mm-hmm. has it in, which isn't a problem, but it is just like, right, you should be targeting 5%. It's like, this is nearly impossible. Mm. Just eat pork scratching about. Dude, I've, I've been getting like the little deli boxes of um, pork sausages. It's been great to just snack yeah. on those all yeah. day, every day. Uh, you want your snacking ham as well. You want your after gym ham. Mm, totally dude i can't find any more weights i've got the 20s and the 25s but get more of them (laughs) mayhaps mayhaps it's getting creased about some of them yeah oh yeah for context johnny my my gym closed down so i built a squat rack in the garden and i can't all the weights are sold out so it's a lonely (laughs) squat rack without any weights on it excellent i know one of my friends here uh her gym shut down and she's a, a bodybuilder so but the uh the dude that owns the gym was like oh just just take some of the weights home with you and you can you can train with them <laughs> which was that yeah. which gym was that was that the cool little that, that was uh ironworks the one that's like in oh, a dude seriously in a shed, uh, seriously i love that place oh, it's awesome dude. yeah dude that's bad <laughs> oh, what a depressing thing to end the podcast on uh, so, oh, it's open again now though so we're oh, that's good oh that's even better thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. wait I, I need something else depressing oh god we can't have depressing actually that's uh, depressing so uh, Johnny no Jim Johnny everyone whoever tell tell the people where they can get in touch with you if you want to be got in touch with do you want to start Johnny because you've got a unique um, you've got a unique take what with you not being normally here <laughs> Yeah, so you can just just promote Uber Rock and where you can find Uber Rock. Yeah, so so yeah, all of our stuff is on um, the Uber Rock website, which is uber-rock.co.uk. Um, I, I can be found on on Instagram with my very catchy tagline, which is uh, Jaybear Jazzmaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I tell you what, your email address as well, with which your Skype account is assigned to, it's, it's brilliant. Oh yeah, um, man! It's almost as good as like twelve, I think. Yeah, <laughs> like a sexy angel six six six. It's that caliber. Yeah, keeping the yeah, twelve year old hotmail address dream alive, man. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, you can find the podcast at Temple of Blair on um, the tweets B L E H. I'm Robert Jets, but like Boba Fett, we might be on Facebook by the end of the night, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, Rock, can we pick a logo? I'm getting I'm getting hassled yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will I will I will sit down and I will pick a logo at some point, yeah. That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd yeah. Be good. Yeah. Um Yeah. I don't know how we sound off now. We changed it last week, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I I'm sticking with that's Blair for Nair. 
Well, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, if we want to be sensible, we can go with just good bleth. I think no. I think what we should do is every week you say that's bleth in there. And then I just like, if I can find a way to audibly shake my head, that can be mine. <laughs> that can be our, that's goodbye from him, that's goodbye from him. You could just go for a really loud sigh, that would probably be the <laughs> Yeah, that's left for that. <laughs> <laughs>